Hello and welcome to another Tabletop Games Blog Saturday Review. Once upon a time in a magical village, where artisan dragons worked with the butchers to sell meat, the ironmonger to make metalware, or in enchanting shops to bake bread, it was your role as a flamekeeper to find the perfect shop for each dragon. You would visit these shops to gain items or enchant the shops to grow your reputation. Only the best flame keeper could become master of the Flamecraft by Manu Vega from Lucky Duck Games. The game doesn't only have a wonderful setting, but its whole presentation is simply enchanting. As you roll out the neoprene mat which makes up the shared game board, place the starter shops along with the corresponding starter dragons along the edge, and complete the rest of the setup you immediately feel transported into a fantasy version of a quaint chocolate box English village. Flamecraft's appearance lures you into a wonderfully idyllic small town where everyone knows each other by name. Everyone just goes about their daily business and works happily alongside one another. To be honest, the gameplay pretty much matches that expectation. The game is a very friendly version of action selection. You place your dragon in any of the shops. If other dragons are already there, you have to give each of them one of your resources. So there's no blocking of other players unless you've completely run out of items to give out. Even then, there are plenty of shops for you to visit. It's impossible not to have anywhere to go. Already it's clear that this is a very friendly game, even though Flamecraft is definitely competitive. So, while you are giving other players some of your resources, you do want to make sure you don't give them anything that would give them too much of a benefit. The next level of positive player interaction comes when you enchant a shop. It's basically a way of upgrading the shop by playing certain resources and gaining victory points as a reward. So, while you get the benefit of enchanting a shop, Everyone gains the additional resources when they visit it. Again, it's about ensuring you get the bigger benefit out of it. Yet, not everything is hunky-dory in the Flamecraft village. There are two card rows where you get additional dragons or spell cards to enchant shops. Given that a lot of the information in the game is public knowledge, it is possible to hate draft here. If you can see someone working towards a specific spell, you can try and stop them by using it first. If someone might benefit from a specific dragon, you could get it for yourself before they get a chance. Mind you, it's not quite as simple as that. You can't just take a spell. You do have to have the required resources for it. So unless two players are competing for the same spell, it's impossible to stop someone from getting the card they need. It's more of a race to collect what you need before someone else. Similarly, there are so many dragons of the same type available that it is unlikely that you will be able to take one that another player desperately needs. Even if you take the last one from the offer row, the one that replaces it could easily be of the same type. So even though there is the potential for negative player interaction, it is really very limited. Flamecraft definitely does all it can 
to be a fiercely competitive game where players have to help each other along the way. Everyone races to get the most points, but everyone is forced to give other players some of the resources at some point in the game. Yet, it's not a multiplayer solitaire game. Even though nobody can really stop you from doing what you need to do, you're still encouraged to compete and not allow someone to get their points without any work. It's really lovely to see a game promoting positive player interaction. It's rare in our hobby to see players being forced to share the resources with others. Competitive games so often are very cutthroat. Unless they are multiplayer solitaire, competitive games encourage everyone to negatively affect the other player's game. So Flamecraft is a really lovely exception. It's a really great family game as well. It's not only relatively easy to learn, but its cartoon-styled presentation and fantasy setting with cute dragons in a world where everyone is friendly to each other really appeal to younger players. They also learn that they sometimes have to share with others to get what they want. The level of competitiveness is just right and doesn't lead to temper tantrums, neither from the younger nor the older people around the table. So if you're looking for a game for all the family, where younger players are enthralled by the lovely artwork and older players are entertained by the gameplay, then Flamecraft is definitely worth a look. If you add the little plastic dragon miniatures as well, you will elevate the enjoyment for the kids even further. Mind you, even I love moving my little red dragons through the village from shop to shop. It's a perfect game for a fun afternoon when you want something a little lighter. In fact, I would even go as far as saying that Flamecraft is on fire. Thank you for listening to this Tabletop Games Blog Saturday Review Podcast. Please check the description below for links mentioned in this episode as well as to the written version of this article on the blog. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, give us some stars or leave a review. Please also tell your friends about me and if you want to offer financial support, check out my Patreon Ko-fi pages links to which you'll find in the blog at tabletopgamesblog.com. So thank you again for listening, and I hope to see you again soon. This podcast was made possible by the generous help of my supporters. Royal Patron, Sean Newman. Magic Champion, John Risley. Castle Guards, David Miller and James Naylor. Dice Masters, Alex Bardi, Paul Grogan and Robin Kay. And Shining Lights, Jacob Davis, Gavin Jones, Sarah Reed, and Richard Simpson.